Yo, it's your boy Bacon. You're now listening to Joe on the Max Allotment Podcast. Shut the fuck up and drink your beer. Here we are, once again, episode 29, Max Allotment Podcast. Joe, Hector, what's yeah. up? I, I, feel like, I feel like every time I do that, I'm like doing it for the first time, even though I've done this for 29 episodes already. <laughs> um, but it's fun, though. It's fun. It's fun. So um, let's, start with Heck, let's start with Joe. Joe, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantabulous. Fantabulous. That sounds like... Feeling, feeling great. Oh. Feeling great. great. Tony the Tiger? Great? You know, it's better than that. <laughs> Hector, what's good? How you feeling? How's how's things going for feeling you? Feeling awesome. Feeling awesome. Glad to be back. You know, another episode. You know how we do. Papa Watibo, como debe de salala. So we're gonna do things a little bit differently in this episode. Um, I have we have an epi- we have a interview with uh, Sean from the head brewer from Goldwater uh, coming up, and so we're gonna start with a beer review first. Usually we don't start with the beer review, but because uh, the way this episode is gonna be set up. We're going to be switching back and forth. So first and foremost, um, so I have a crawler here of the Goldwater Lagarita, but these two gentlemen have the cans. And basically what this is, it's a margarita-inspired lager. Uh, so, guys, did you pour up your drinks yet? No, I'm about to pour right now. Yeah, this is one of, one of the most awesome beautiful sounds to me you know that just like that <laughs> you know you know what's coming oh, pause you know what's coming afterwards that's why <laughs> there's no way to say that without saying that come on oh and you got the gold water glass look at you being special come on you gotta do it to them you gotta do it you gotta uh, do it me i got my uh my fancy ass plastic cup because i'm you know Ooh. I'm gonna be stuck. That's in- one of the most expensive plastic out there in the world, right? This is what they use to block COVID, fam. That's how serious it is. Hmm. Salud, guys. Cheers. Um, so since since uh Joe is the novice here, and he's been he's been he's drank plenty of lagers in his life, uh Pilgrim's lagers, all that good stuff. Talk to me, Joe. What are you What are you getting from this? You know, this is something that I would really drink on a hot summer night. This is like reminds me back home. It's back really home, smooth. Back it's home, light, like DR. Like it's very smooth. It's very light. I love. I like, I like it. Yeah. That's pretty good. Hector's <laughs> like, it can't be that good. Look at him. <laughs> no, it's it's good. Yeah? It's good. Huh? What, what you think, Hector? Right. Talk to me, Hector. What you got? It's good. <laughs> the lemon, like the lemon, it's, it's so subtle. present, yet not overpowering. Is it? It's I like mean, when you take like the skin, you know, like you take like a, like a thinly sliced triangle of, of, of line <laughs> and you dump it in you know like you put it in the beer when you dump it in the beer that's not saying not saying oh, I'm drinking a corona you're talking about when you do the corona thing gotcha gotcha, gotcha no gotcha. not the corona when you drink a Pacifico when you drink a steamboat you know one of those you, <laughs> I, you the, the lemon 
Don't try to play me with the corona. No. Come on, man. <laughs> but this is good. This is very good. Yeah. It's very, very good. Mm. Oh, very awesome. good. Refreshing. Refreshing. And it's not it's not very crisp. I found that it's not very crisp. Is that a good or a bad thing? Uh for lager, lagers are supposed to be a little more crisp. Oh yeah. But this because of the lemon, mm-hmm. it just just smooth smooths everything out. Mm, okay. So, yeah. All right. So uh I'm glad uh Joe was able to enjoy it. Uh Joe seems like he's definitely digging it. He's he's, he's Yeah, I'm the- really digging it. Like I really am digging it. Like Yo, this will be something really that I will go to when I'm like done from a hike. Okay. Speaking this of which, for sure. You've been killing the hikes. Is- I see I seen the earn your boost tags. I'm trying, I'm trying, fam. I'm trying, I'm trying, you know. Mm-hmm. Every day. It's an you. inspiration. Earn yeah, your man. boost for real, like it's an inspiration. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Justin. Shout out to uh his whole team over there. Um, those guys are killing it, man. They uh they actually came out with a whole new shirt and uh a, a series of shirts called Legalized Lifting. And I'm having oh. to pick one up. So dopeness, dopeness. I might have to yeah, pick one up too, man. Legalized lifting. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So no, nah, <laughs> I've seen you. Yeah, it, it's it's uh his what's funny is that not to give too much away to the audience because we still gotta work on a few things, but I've been uh, I was I sent him some of those uh ideas that we put together. Uh like just kinda like have him look at it. He's like, dude, this is fucking awesome. So he's digging it. So yeah. Tell, let's do yeah. an exchange. Tell him to send some shirts over. We send our stuff over and we keep it moving. Uh no, I'm gonna hook him up for sure. He he gave me plenty of shirts. <laughs> so I'm gonna hook him up. Hmm. So this is uh a solid solid beer. Uh, yeah. So we had so yeah. Hector, you had the brojito, the brojito, yes, bro, the brojito from uh from Goldwater. Now you've had the lagarita. So you see the theme that they're going with here. Um, okay. He talked about a Moscow Mule being the next one. What do you think about that? I saw a Moscow Mule. Who who was that? I was like, oh look, Moscow Mule inspired drink, uh, beer. Um, was it Lord Hobo or Night Shift actually? Oh, okay, in Massachusetts, yeah, because I'm planning a little road trip this weekend out to Massachusetts. We're about to go fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that devilish shit. <laughs> so it, it's no, it's good that uh, I do like I do like uh, Boston, uh, Trillium. Their fucking new setup is beautiful. Uh, Definitely so if, you get a, if you get a chance, go to the Trillium setup uh, brewery. Yep. Um, their new one that I went to in 2018, I believe it was 2018, uh, was really nice. Um, I mean, they got waiters and fucking uniforms and shit. Like, really, you, you wouldn't think you walked into a brewery. Nice. Like, this is some nice. Yeah, nice definitely, shit. definitely hitting Trillium. Uh, Jack Abbey, Jack Abbey's definitely going for some lagers and pilsners. Okay. Um, we have night shift on the on the menu. Mm-hmm. Tree house is a little uh, far further away from where we stay. It's an hour and a half. It's still drive an hour. And cha- it's an hour and change. So I'm I'm here debating right now. I'm like, yeah, tree house still there. But you got to um, walk out with fucking dollies of beer, bro. Dude, I didn't even know. 
What's going to happen in my pockets and my credit this weekend, but it's about to go down. Que vaya con Dios, bro. Vaya con Dios. Look, I just want to try samples, and I want to get a lot of beer to come back, and I want to drink when I get home. <laughs> I, so, I know I'm going to get smashed. So let's take a quick minute. Uh, we're going to transition over now to our interview with Sean, um, and then we're going to come back to Joe and go from there. So let's take a quick second. I'm gonna pause, and then we're gonna do the damn thing with Hector. I'm sorry, Hector and Sean and myself. And then sure. Joe, enjoy the uh, the lagarita. We'll let Sean know that it reminds you of Dr., which is fucking awesome. Um, it kind of gives it kind of gives you those flashbacks of being on a Caribbean island. Like, what beer does it? What what? Who doesn't want to hear that from their beer? Come on. I did. It's, it's I great. just read that it had oranges. Maybe the oranges is what gives it like that smooth edge <laughs> around that crispness. Hector's all about like, yo, let me get the science, bro. That's why that. So that's why that's why I set it up where you and Sean are like, I'm going to be chiming in once in a while, but you and Sean are leading. All right. So let's... As mentioned, here we are with Sean, the Okay, dude, I fuck up titles all the time. So, what is your legit title besides uh, at, at Goldwater? Go ahead. I'm the head brewer. You know, head motherfucking <laughs> brewer. Easy. Can I? Can we get that as a, head as, a, as, a as your as your badge? <laughs> head motherfucking brewer. I'm okay with MF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the head brewer. Uh, Matt also brews with me over there. Mm. So, so I, when I we went there, do. there was three of you guys, I believe, brewing, right? Well, Chad's the owner. Okay. And he's a partial owner. He's also, uh, you know, we all consider him the brewmaster there. He started there. Most of the recipes, our mm. core brands are his. Uh, almost every one-off is mine or his. Okay. Uh, and then we also collaborate constantly on recipes. So even nice. normal things like hop chowder that we make every week, we still talk about it and change things and adapt to awesome. and trends and tides and stuff. So, the uh, Lagarita that I'm sipping right now, that we're both sipping, actually. Uh, so, we did a quick uh, review of the Lagarita before you joined us. Um, there's a third person who usually joined us for the podcast. His name is Joe. He has a can of Lagarita. And, and his words were, it reminds him of back home, which is Dominican Republic. And that's what he got from this. And I said, I got, I got, awesome. I got to tell him. I said, what, what brewer doesn't want to hear that his beer reminds him, reminds you of a Caribbean island? Like, come on, right? <laughs> That's it's awesome. It's solid, solid beer. My problem is getting it here to New York City uh, <laughs> on a mass quantity. It's <laughs> funny. I actually sent a package out to uh, a couple guys because we did those wrestling beers. They do the off the hop oh, rope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I sent them a bunch of beer. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I just sent it in a like a big box, a big hunk. Yeah, it was pretty expensive, but it was yeah, cool. Uh, cool yeah. to see it over there. We got, we got, we got ways around that. I'll tell you in a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got the time. We got the time machine. The USPS time machine. Yeah, right. I ship a lot of snow globes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I say salsa. Question me, bro. I ship, oh, oh, that's good. That's smart. I, I ship say Irish, cold brew sometimes. I ship moss. Sea moss. Uh. jars. <laughs> Very healthy. I love how everybody sea moss. <laughs> I love how everybody has their different things that they say. It was like, like okay, why is PS shit? Cuts this in a glass jar. <laughs> you know, a fun one to say is that I'm shipping uh yeast yeast samples or you know, miniature yeast 
you know, supplies for home brewers. And then okay. they, they kind of hold it with care and, you know, they refrigerate it and all that yeah, stuff. Oh, because it's not it's not beer at that point or alcohol. Right. It's just live yeast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. There we go. Takeaways. Nice. Um, so, Hector, I'll let you lead. Hector's our home brewer uh, for the podcast. Hector home yeah. brews. He uh, – I'll let him introduce himself and talk about it, but I'm going to let you nerds kind of chop it up, and then I'm going to chime in every once in a while because I do that. And then we'll go from there. Right on. First, first off, nice to meet you, my bro. To me, it's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be talking to you after drinking so many of your good beers because I enjoy go water like crazy. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm even I'm even repping Arizona right now. <laughs> From the Bronx. Good, good, good beer. Um, I've been home brewing for about you know four to five years right now. You know, just um trying to get better at the craft, trying to learn as much as I can along the way. Um, just recently purchased uh the, the anvil because I live in an apartment and I have a small space. Just got the anvil, you know, been brewing on and off with fruits, a lot of fruits, you know, so oh, cool. Yeah. Which stage are you adding the fruits in? Or is it right into the uh, well, into the brewing process? Into the brewing sometimes, and sometimes I add them as secondary. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just learning where to get the best, the best flavor and, you know, just learning how to make good beer. You know, that's, that's uh, the end, the final product. So my question to you to start off right away is, where did you how did you start? What was your first setup and when did you start? What got you into brewing? So questions like in one. Yeah, yeah. I can give you my kind of story. Uh so I'm from I hail from Portland, Oregon. Uh I mean I got my timbers hat on and stuff. I mean, we just won the cup. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, I hail from Portland, but just outside of Portland, a little tiny town uh called Hilvain. No one's ever heard of it. Uh, most people just call it Hillsboro, which is like a suburb of Portland. Okay. But I'm really from out there, born and raised. I grew up playing rugby, so I got super into craft beer early, earlier than I should have, uh, <laughs> because we thought that's what rugby players drank. You know, we weren't yeah. just drinking shitty beer all the time. We were drinking stouts and porters and reds, box, and we, you know, kind of got into the whole craft beer thing. And I was very young. I mean, this was over 15 years ago. So the wow. craft beer has changed a lot. Yeah. You know, this was, you know, I don't want to say how old I was, but I was still in high school. It's pretty and, young. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and it, it, what a great place to get into beer, though. You know, being in Portland. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking everywhere. Everywhere you turn, uh, there's there's good beer everywhere. It's great. And, you know, in my neighborhood alone, when, right before I moved to Phoenix, I had more breweries in that neighborhood than there is in all of Phoenix. Shit. So, I mean, that just that happens a lot there. And a good thing there, too, is everybody talks. Everybody shares everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in each other's business also. But everyone knows, you know, we share different techniques with each other. We help each other get better. It's something that's really cool about this industry that definitely sets it apart from anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So, my 21st birthday, I spent in the Deschutes Brewery in Portland. That really got me hooked. Mm. Holy crap. Getting to be there, I told the brewer that was there, it was my 21st birthday. He brought me in the back and was like, look at this stuff, you know, just to <laughs> kind of get me more amped about beer. And I was like, how do I get in this? And he said, you don't. 
<laughs> just straight up. Everybody wants to be in beer. It's the best industry in the world. You know, it's oh. something that connects us to our past. It also connects the entire world. Everybody makes it. Yes. So it's pretty awesome. It's a great industry to me. And he was he was telling me, especially in Portland at the time, this was over 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, he was saying everybody moves to Portland to become a brewer. You know, it's like moving to Hollywood to become an actor. Yeah, yeah. So wow. becoming a brewer in Portland is particularly hard. So I kind of shrugged it off, you know, after that point, I joined the army. I was in a combat medic for six years and I got stationed in Texas and moving to Texas after living in Portland. I mean, I was 21 when I enlisted, so I could already drink. Mm. So as soon as we get our first leave, I'm like, let's go to a brewery. I'm in San Antonio. Guess what? No breweries. Really? (laughs) There wasn't a single brewery. And I started going to pubs and I was like, okay, what can I get? What's local? What's local? You know, I've always been a big uh, uh, supporter, you know, of of local. I got to try to get local, right? Mm -hmm. I I mean, the Bronx, you guys have got a ton of good stuff. And it's just kind of coming out of the woodwork now. Yeah, you know what's up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, in Texas at the time, there was Shinerbach and Lone Star. And that's kind of all anyone talked about. Mm. And personally, when I drank those, I was like, these are not my favorite. (laughs) But what's crazy is now when I have them, I can appreciate them for so much more what they are. Hmm. You know, at the, at the time, I didn't know what I was doing. My dog's trying to scratch in the door. <laughs> so that kind of got me into homebrewing okay. right then. I couldn't get beer. I used to have to go to the liquor store to get Rogue and, you know, all these regular giant beers. And that got me into brewing my own beer. So then I used to just keep a little corny keg in the back of my... Uh, ambulance and first thing that I had in there was Kahlua so I actually brewed a whole bunch of Kahlua uh, I used to do that all the time that's a whole other beast but it's I was a lot say, that, that's, that's very different yeah that was, I was like what you brew what <laughs> yeah yeah basically we would you know get some kind of high grain spirit and then boil it down and try to infuse it in with uh, espresso and different kinds of flavoring wow. that way cacao nib directly on there and then pull everything back off and then what we would always do is uh bottle as much of it as i could and then i'd stick it in my crawl space and i wouldn't touch it for years and then i'd pull it out and drink it but i remember having kalua like like, straight being being hyped drunk at the same time was like ah so (laughs) yeah but then i got really into bring uh you know the very first thing my girlfriend at the time bought me a mr beer kit you know, those Mr. Beers. Yeah, everybody started. So you got to start somewhere, right? So with first the, thing she gets me, Irish Stout. shape. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much good for a water cooler now, you know. It's pretty... <laughs> we, we use it for, yeah, for juice, a juice dispenser for, like, baby showers and stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's we got have a little on the yep. Right. I got you, bro. I got this right here. You're welcome. <laughs> So I, I used that uh, for one batch and hated it. Mm. And then as soon as I told the friends that I tried it, there one friend was like, I have a brew system that I made. And I was like, awesome, let's get in there. What? You know, yeah. So I went over to his house. He had a, uh, like a igloo kind of five gallon thing. And we just brewed okay. a Saison like normal style. Mm. Uh, and I was living in Colorado at the time after moving around a little bit uh yeah living in colorado started homebrewing a little there i wasn't homebrewing too much i was homebrewing uh, like enough 
Yeah. And then I started applying once I got out of the army for a different job. Mm-hmm. I applied for 60 hospitals and one brewery and I got the brewery job. No shit. <laughs> I guess denial letters being an army medic you don't really get a lot of civilian certifications so usually they just look at you like oh okay this guy will be on time but i don't know him that's kind of the vibe i always got so i ended up getting very lucky and getting an interview at rogue uh and they they, at the time they had a meet the brewer or uh what was it called i meet the brewers i was called like uh brew academy or something mm. where you would learn all the jobs and really what that meant was they needed somebody for their packaging line that's what i learned later is they just needed a grunt that's going to not complain because he has starry-eyed visions of being a brewer one mm. day and that's what i did i gave up everything i sold everything i could to get back to oregon i got to you know i got there didn't have a car i only had so much money to last me and I worked on a packaging line. First wow. job was flipping glass onto a conveyor belt all day long. I would just flip glass all day. I mean, I worked third shift, so it was not glorious. I also yeah. didn't have any money to pay for a place to live. So I just camped on the beach for like the first week. So I was like this homeless brewer, like trying to get my start. Trying to get my foot in the door. Trying to get my foot in the door. I'm doing anything, right? Yeah. I start being like, can I talk to John Meyer? You know, you know, John Meyer is like the godfather at Rogue. He's he's been there for 30 plus years. Well, now he's he's finally retired. But and at the time, he's like, Nope, I don't really talk to anyone unless you've been here for like a year. Because chances are in three months you're just gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. And that happened a lot. Oh, wow. So sure enough, the next guy who left. You know, everybody shifted up a little bit. My, yeah. I got my first promotion. I got moved to the, to the packaging, like actually packaging. Mm. Instead of flipping glass, I was packing into bottles, and they ripped that sucker hand packing at like 110 bottles a minute. I mean, you're just jamming all day. Wow. It's basically like going to work for, and do CrossFit for eight hours. Yeah. Like it's, I, I was dropping weight like crazy. It was awesome. <laughs> and so obviously, I think, I, I think I need a job with a brewery there. I, I think I need that. <laughs> Dude, it's tough. When I meet guys that are like dads and have families and stuff, and they're like, I want to get into the brewery. I'm like, nope, that, that time has passed. Mm. <laughs> Too late, buddy. So let me Too ask late you a question. To chase <laughs> so now that you I don't, I definitely don't ever want to discourage anyone from that. Well, well that, that's, that's <laughs> part of my question. So, um, you told a wonderful story. And before I go any further, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you gave oh, to us. Um, but I didn't know you were in the military, so that kind of threw me off, even though we've had several conversations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what advice would you give somebody who says, you know what? I woke up today. I like drinking beer. Maybe I should brew my own beer. Because i tell you right now, I can't tell you how many times people come to me like, Oh, you like beer? Do you brew your own beer? I'm like, fuck no. There's just too much work involved with that shit. I'm too lazy. <laughs> I just want to drink it and enjoy it. Like, I don't want to build a car. I just want to drive the bitch. So what advice would you give somebody who wants to start brewing, who wants to start from scratch? It doesn't have to be like a whole long drawn out, but it's like one little tidbit that if somebody told you back at 21, 25, whatever it was, it would have made a huge difference for you now. I would say go to your local homebrew supply place. Mm. Go talk to those guys. All those guys make beer on the side on the weekends. 
and they know of clubs they know people they know brewers mm. i mean they'll straight up tell you a lot of, like we even at goldwater we go through the home brewer, brewer supplies chain here in town just for getting little if i need a hydrometer i'm not gonna order it online i'm just gonna go grab one real quick mm. you know so that kind of stuff they'll also tell you you know such and such breweries looking for a keg washer and that's a great way to get your foot in the door great way nice. you know i remember getting moved to keg washer and i was like we'll start here this is some bullshit <laughs> it took me a long time to get here <laughs> you heard it here first any career to start off with breweries and you got the idea from me make sure you come say hello to me and thank you for getting that information <laughs> yeah definitely go to the local homebrew supply google it you can find one if you're in Portland, FH Steinbarts, that's your guys. They've been around for over a hundred years. Mm. They're gonna hook you up hard. Yeah, that, that's what I that's what I did too. I went uh we had a homebrew supply store nearby in uh, New Rochelle. And I went there at the beginning, you know, the, the owner didn't know me, the manager, you know, they were a little funny, but then after we got to know each other, they taught me so much. They got me into the homebrew club, they gave me information of the other homebrew clubs around. Uh um, oh, yeah. And, all the events, the competitions that was that were coming by, you know, when when to enter, where to bring it, a lot of good information, a lot of helpful. I would say for a lot of people too, uh, if you're trying to get into the actual, you know, professional brewing side, I would highly recommend going small and not big. You know, big is cool. Yeah. And you grunt it out and you learn a lot, but for the most part, you know, you're sort of a cog in the wheel. You know, they're just like, I need you to do this. And here's your small thing you're going to do. Mm. Uh, and with a smaller shop, it's more creative. It's more collaborative. Yeah. Well, you have any ideas? Give me some ideas. And that's that's so awesome. I've been on all spectrums of the brewing world. You know, I started huge. The great thing about being a home brewer, though, working for Rogue, free ingredients. They just would be like, here, whatever. What? So every every oh, single weekend, I would get. This is what got out of control. Is I, me and my buddy Blake built this system together. Hold on. And hold on. Did you see Hector's face? Like how? Like, I'm here about to pack a. I'm here about to pack a bag. I ain't going to Boston this weekend. I'm out. I'm get a job <laughs> as a rat. That's the ahead. good thing about big beer, though. Big beer. You know, what's five gallons? What's 10 gallons mm -hmm. to 100 barrels? Yeah, you know, 30,000 gallons. 10 gallons. We spilled 10 gallons on the floor just filling kegs. You know, they wouldn't <laughs> even notice. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that, not to cut you off, but um, the uh, when you mentioned Rogue, and as I'm thinking about Rogue, and I'm thinking about how when I first started drinking beer, and, you know, yeah, you drink local, but then again, same time, you want. You want to hear, try all the shit, right? And you had, sure. it was like Stone, Rogue, Dogfish Head, maybe one or two others I can't oh. think of. But like, I'll be honest with you. When I think of the earlier pioneers, Stone and Dogfish Head are the ones that come up more. And the more you talk about Rogue, the more I, I kind of remember how much I was about Rogue the entire time. So well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got nothing against Rogue, you no, know, no. especially now. I don't see where they're at. Uh, but... They definitely, back in the day, they were huge pioneers. You know, yeah. my set of pioneers, though, being on the West Coast, are drastically different from the East Coast. Mm. You know, obviously well, obviously for you, Sam Adams, Dogfish Head, you know, any of these huge breweries like the Allagash even, you know, those kind of guys yeah. that are just crushing it, and they're big, mm. you know. And then you have other these, 
these kind of other like harpoons and stuff kind of coming out of left field that are like driving the next wave. For me, though, they're totally different. It's Bridgeport, Full Sail. You know, they're all these kind of like West Coasty, Northwest, okay. really, kind of styles. You know, I I know the first four craft breweries in Oregon, and that's just because of where I lived and like that kind of craft. And they they helped make it legal in 1985. They all sat down together in one table and were wow. like, "We need to propose a bill to make it legal here for people to own a brew pub." And so those four breweries sat down and made it legal. And then it blew up from there. That's why there's so many more breweries in Portland. That's than a lot of shit, bro. Yo, I, was about to, I was about to ask you, know, like, why right is... I can tell you the whole story. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask, like, why is there so many brewers in Portland? Like, what, what makes it? Yeah, well, you got to think so of, cool. do you know, like, the Charlie Perpazian story? Being a homebrew, you probably heard that story before, right? So Charlie mm-hmm. Perpazian kind of sets all this stuff in motion in 1979 creates Boulder Beer Company, they start slowly expanding. Well, in a lot of other states, illegal to make your own beer still. Even though federally you could homebrew, you couldn't sell your beer. You know, up until like last year, you couldn't sell beer out of your building in Texas. You know, there's a lot of weird laws like that that are still in place to this day that kind of mess everything up. Well, it is Texas. Here you can't. You you (laughs) You want to see weird, go to Montana. You can't throw your homebrew here, but you can accept donations. You know, it's like right. You can take donations. That's exactly, and you can sell tours, and they would sell tours, and then be like, "All right, you know, two beers." <laughs> I've heard all that shit. And same with Montana. You can only have three beers when you sit down at a brewery in Montana and get a beer. They hand you a punch card. Click and punch the first click right there, and like, all right, you have two more, and then you got to go to the next well, brewery. That's how it was in New Mexico when I went to Albuquerque. What? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. All right. That's my secret beer city, Albuquerque. We'll, we'll get into yeah, that. that. We'll get into another time. Another time. I, I think that. I think that. All, all these stories <laughs> that you're chiming in, in on. Three different oh, shirts. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so that, that's how shirts. I got my start in beer was working at Rogue, paying my dues. I fought and clawed for every position I got, and I eventually worked up to being one of the lead sellermen there. That's awesome, dude. Awesome. That's a Thank that's you. an awesome story, man. That gets gets me inside of what. I need to do and you know how hard it is, you know, to, to you know to make it happen. Because mm-hmm. I'm here just breaking my head, just thinking about recipes and you know, trying to have you know the best quality beer out. So I could give it to the brewers and the breweries like around here. Like I go with two bottles, like oh judge me. What is this? What you think? <laughs> no, you're doing <laughs> you know, the right so, thing. To me, there's three ways to get to get in like that, you know. You can be rich, super rich, and you're like, bam, here's a million dollar brewery. I've seen that before. Mm. Also, you can just straight up go to brewing school like Siebel or some of these accredited actual brewing schools where you come out with a master's degree in fermentation. You know, those are cool, but that also is a lot of money. Yeah. Or you can just grind it out. You just straight up right. grind it out. My thing is always grind, man. Grinding, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure you have more experience and more knowledge and you know so many tricks and tips mm-hmm. and, and ways to make better beer. Than anybody has gone to, you know, to Cebu, uh, any other institutes in, in, you know, I think it's Minnesota, Chicago. I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure. It's, you know, you know, great example of that. Uh, a couple of weeks back, I don't know if you guys follow our secondary Instagram account, <laughs> the Chowder Factory, but the Chowder Factory, we always show our like funny, like back 
stuff, you know, behind the scenes action. And, uh, you know, someone flipped the wrong valve and I like jumped straight into mode. And that's because I've seen it before. Yeah. So I jumped straight in there and get the thing hooked up. And they're just like, what? I thought that tank was gone. I'm like, no way. I, no you know, way. I was the low fellerman the first time I saw that happen. Wow. <laughs> oh man, I just that just it gave me kind of of like a, anything that with the hose <laughs> that's tearing up in the in the brewery just gives me anxiety. Like, oh that beer split. <laughs> Run. Oh yeah. No, we're all good. Like, I've had little spillovers here, you know, five gallons, and I'm here watering out. So it, it just imagine the holes breaking in, in a big ass ferment. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's going down, guys. Wow, that is that is that is crazy. So what got what? <laughs> Sorry to derail your thought process. <laughs> that, 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 that's exactly why. All joking aside, that's why I said from the beginning, I'm like, yo. As much I, I looked into the whole brewing process, and when I heard about it, I'm like, I'm just gonna drink. So I'll, like, I'll leave it up to you guys. You guys are you guys are the scientists behind this. Go ahead, well, thank you. Water chemistry. Talk to me about water chemistry. Is it is it useful every time you create a beer to to make the water profile according to that beer? You know, I'm here. I'm I'm new basically, and um, it's more I know about. About how the pH of the water is going to react to the to the malt, right? So for me, yeah, it's huge. It's huge, and especially where you live. You know, absolutely where you live determines everything. You got to find out your water before you do anything else. Uh, also, you can add other things that'll give it some flavor. You know, we had a lot of calcium chloride and gypsum. Yeah. You know, it's very uh, classic English thing to do to your beer, mm. but it gives it a little bit of. Dude, we have was, very hard water here, right? Water in yeah. Phoenix, pretty hard. Some of the hardest in the country. And it's because we get our water from the Salt River. Mm. I mean, it's called the Salt River wow. for a reason. It's got a ton of minerals in it. Mm -hmm. And it's the sodium, the sodium uh, uh, measurement of is crazy high. So we got to balance a lot of that out. Okay. Because yeah, here in the East Coast, I heard, you know, too, you know, all the brewers, like, you have the best water to brew. You don't have to buy no water because I used to go out and buy ten yeah. gallons of water and come up the block going up a hill. <laughs> and you're like, use tap water, bro. What are you? What are you doing? Tap water. Yeah. Treat your water. All you boil, really, you all you really got to do is give it a little boil before you even go for it. You know, boil it first and let it cool down, and you're good. That's why all the best pizza is there. Thank you for water pretzels. We have the best pizza in the world, by the way. I'm just saying New York. I'm not in New York, but born and raised in New Yorker. Best pizza in the world. Moving on. Sorry. Fact. You did real facts. Take that Italy. <laughs> <laughs> and Connecticut. Fuck Connecticut with that bullshit pizza shit nonsense. Sorry. Whoa. I got a little offended by that. Because Frank oh, Pepe's yeah. pizza always trying to take credit for being the world's best pizza. Oh, weird. I heard it was really Japan. So really, think about that. Really? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on from 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 Rogue, where did you go to? What, what was the next brewery from Rogue? Once you made it to to where you were gonna make it in Rogue, you decided to move somewhere else, or you just somebody else came by and be like, "Want to come work here?" <laughs> no, I. Uh... I left Rogue. I was trying to get back on tour with my parents. 
<laughs> my parents live right outside of Portland. I wanted to get back up there. So mm. I applied for a bunch of jobs up there. I actually ended up getting a job not in beer for like a couple of months where I ran this moving company. But the whole time I was applying for breweries. I just needed to get back up to Portland to be close to family. Mm-hmm. Uh, family's very important to me. But yeah, I got a job at Hopworks Urban Brewery. So people call them Hub. A lot of people know them for their abominable winter ale. Uh, they crush it, man. 2009 was like their year. They went down to GABF and won a bunch of gold medals. And they just, I mean, they were brand new at the time. Yeah. Uh, and they still make great beer. Great beer. Everybody worked under there. I mean, they were, they all had degrees. And to get onto the brew town, originally there, you had to have. Mm. Me and uh, my buddy Quinn were the first ones to ever brew on that system without a degree. Wow. Pretty nuts, wow. yeah. So they have a bunch of brilliant people working there. You know, even in the lab, McKenna, she's uh, lab tech. She used to be the uh, uh, brewery supervisor for Anheuser-Busch for a little while. She came from Oregon State University. Wow. They have the Shellhammer Institute there. They, I mean, if you guys know anything about Shellhammer, they created the Cascade Hop. I mean, they've been around for a I minute, and they create hops like that, yeah. The Cascade, Centennial, Strata, I mean, a bunch of these like famous hops, that's coming out of Oregon, and they're doing it. So any anytime you meet a shell hammer like that uh, coming from Oregon State, most of those guys are brilliant brewers. Uh, Four-year degree, though, so, I mean, they better be. Uh, from there, she went to uh, Lagunitas, and she was the, the QA supervisor for Lagunitas for a while, and then... We were lucky enough to get her, but I've had a bunch of people like that mm. working at Hopworks. It's just a bunch of beer nerds and brainiacs wow. at the same time. And when I got there, I was all like, I'm a brewer. I'm going to be right on the brew deck. And they were like, yeah, the bottling line's over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. Same kind of deal. Slow down, same kind slow of down, deal. Slow Started down, in slow packaging. Slow down. You got to walk. You got to crawl before you can walk. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wow. I, yeah, I, same kind of deal. I do started love in that, packaging though. there. I do love that. Sorry to cut you off, but I do love the fact that you mentioned now twice that here you are with all this knowledge, and they still like, hey, take you know, you got to earn your stripes. I dig that. Oh. I dig. I totally <laughs> dig that because that's that's that's. I, I if anybody's listening to this and wants to get into the to the beer scene and say, hey, I want to make this my career or whatever it is, and they're not ready to go through that process that is this is a wake-up call for them this is something that you know hey listen yeah. here's who i am and here's what i'm doing here's how i got here i love that you know uh that's 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 awesome so sorry i'm, I'm i literally lo- i like that a lot because you know my industry is totally you know call center you know management industry is way different but at the same time you start off you know doing this basics taking calls doing what you got to do and then work your way up same thing with what you said. You know, you say, "Hey, great, you know all the shit, but this is where we need you. This is what you were hired for. Totally. This is what you were you were sent here to do." You know, totally. And I dig that. Yeah, the you know, I love 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 working for Hub. They were great. The benefit and the curse coming from being at a big brewery. I have big brewery speed. Mm. You know, I worked on a line with a bunch of Mexicans, and they are the fastest people in the world. You know, and they're just <laughs> pumping, pumping, pumping all the time. You know, and they—they're the best. I mean, I hold every one of those guys in very high regard. Mm. And when I went to Hopworks, they're on a little different pace. You know, they're more craft beer. Like, hey, man, you know, if we 
20 pounds done today. We're good. And I'm like, yeah, I want to do 30. You know, like I'm, we were often, right? So <laughs> because of me having that speed, it's hard to move me off of that. Mm. So I would say for an entire year, I was stuck on packaging there because it wasn't beneficial to move. Like people would come in after me and then zip right past me onto the cellar. And I was like, what the hell? No, you work harder than that guy. And I can't afford to not have you there. And I'm like, what? You are fat. But but it humbled me hard. It humbled yeah. me hard. Awesome. Every time I thought I was here, I knew that I was like, this is good. I'm learning other machines. I'm mm -hmm. learning something else. You know, Hopworks is a medium-sized brewery, I would say. They do about 20,000 barrels a year, which is definitely no joke. But it's still like, for Oregon, it's like nothing. Mm. <laughs> But but if they were anywhere else, they'd be the brewery, Got you it. know. Uh, but same kind of thing, uh, bottling and canning, and then into the cellar where I was cleaning tanks and dry hopping and stuff, and then finally got to move into a filtering role where I worked mm -hmm. a centrifuge. That was awesome. I learned so much doing the centrifuge and how important that is. Uh, and then finally onto the brew deck and mm -hmm. brewing. Real, I mean, that is some real real brewing right there. It was awesome. Everything's mechanical there. There's no automated anything at Hopworks. They're old school brewers. Nice. You know, the, their brew house was 10 years old when they got it, and that was in 2007. Wow. So you ma you mashing by hand with big... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So they, so <laughs> giant, there's still a plow going around. Okay, keep, I was like... Keep everything spinning. But All for right. the most part, you know, where the malt is coming in with your hydrator... Mm it's kind of working itself in. You don't need to mash in. Obviously, if there's a dough ball or something in the actual mash, you got to work it out. But aside from that, everything's spinning enough. Everything's spinning. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, wait, what? Everything's mechanical. Like, just, you guys are doing everything. But aside from that, everything else was all valves. You know, you're not like pressing, like transfer over the loud, you know, start laddering. That's yeah, not that, a thing at all. Blue houses, everything's like a big touch screen. Yeah, like 20 so, barrels too. 20 so, barrels. They're, heads they're up, heads up to those listening who are just here for the beer and the laughs. This is the nerd part you can skip over. I'm okay with that. If you want to <laughs> hang around and listen to the nerd shit, that's cool too. But you were warned at the start of this oh, conversation God. that it's going to get very nerdy. And this oh, is the man. part where it got very fucking nerdy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It's cool. Hey, listen, like I said, I'm just making sure the audience knows what's up. So. Go ahead. You guys nerd out. You guys talk about the shit. Like I said, I, I, as much as I enjoy hearing about the processes and, you know, like I've had people come to me and go, oh yeah, I do. You guys talked about it earlier. Uh, when he, when Hector mentioned the fruit part, oh, I do this in the fruit. I, I, I put this in this time and that time. And again, I'm messing up the words, but I'm just like, it tastes good. It's good. I, I have one of those. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. Just you know, as long as it's good, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Sorry. Uh, how did how did you how did you get to Goldwater? So, I got to Goldwater. Let me just start off by saying, shout out to Goldwater Brewing in Scottsdale, Arizona. Shout out to Goldwater. Thank hold you. On. Thank you. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh damn that's awesome Sorry, go ahead. so <laughs> i met my wife 
giving I used to give the one public tour every week at Hopwards, and I met my wife that way, right? Her cousin was a regular at the pub, and her birthday was coming up. So, you know, I, her cousin was like, hey, but, you know, my cousin's coming into town, Melissa. You got to try to convince her to move here. So she comes, I give this to her, and immediately I'm smitten, of course. And she's on vacation from Sacramento, and I show her the brewery. There's a like a Halloween party later that night, and I show up to this Halloween party. This is just a real Reader's Digest version of High Memo. I love it. Love, and love, she's love Princess story, Leia. Story behind the question. I'm just saying. I love it. Go ahead. I'm digging, <laughs> no, no, I'm digging it. Keep I show going. Up to, <laughs> all right. So I show up to this party. She's Princess Leia. So, of course, I'm even more smitten. Uh, I'm like a pilot or something stupid. And anyways, we hit it off famously. We exchange numbers. We talk, whatever. I don't know this, but she goes home to Sacramento, puts in her two-week notice, right? And just moves to Portland and lives with her cousin. And of course, you know, we're talking the whole time Yeah. and she ends up moving. We start dating immediately. And I mean, I'm head over heels. I'm still head over heels in love with her. I mean, she's the greatest. Uh, anyways, I met my wife. Her family lives down here in Arizona. So we've been dating for a while. We had gotten engaged. Um, and I would say around, uh, man. A couple of years, obviously, have gone by. Yeah. But I would say November, December, I start looking at breweries down here. And uh, I'm, I, I'm telling her, you know, it might be kind of cool to go down here. We can start a family. The houses are relatively more inexpensive than they are in the Portland area. So we can, like, get our, our roots in, mm -hmm. gain some equity, build a family, be close to family when we're raising our family. Yeah. That's a huge deal. So uh, I start looking, and my friend tells me, he's like, look, there's only, like, five breweries. He does not live here, by the way. He just told me, there's, like, five breweries that I would consider working <laughs> for now. And on the very top of his list was Red House Brewing. And Red House, they crush it. You know, they they do a very good job. So mm -hmm. I, I uh, look for breweries, and there's no jobs. There's no jobs at all. And I'm like, oh, this is lame. Not even anyone. No Sandpan, <laughs> Four Peaks, no one's hiring. Even the big boys. And I'm like, I can jump into big boy territory. Like, yeah, I know yeah. that world. And then, I kid you not, the very next day that I start looking, Red House posts that they're looking for a job. No shit. And there's a whole other story behind that whole thing. <laughs> but I apply to Red House. I fly down for Christmas, have my little interview, look at the brewery. It's cool. It's way smaller than what I was used to. And I'm right. It's a 10 barrel. They're crushing it. And I yeah. try the beer. I'm like, this is pretty, this is pretty fun good. And so then I talk, you know, Preston ends up calling me the head brewer over there. We talk online or we, we talk over the phone for a while. We have a couple of phone interviews and then I, you know, come down and see the brewery. He offers me a job. He's like, when can you get here? Mm. Obviously I need two or three weeks to get everything in order and come down. Yeah. So that's how I got to Arizona as I started doing, or I started for Red House, and that was a blast. I the first time I've ever worked for a brewery where people line up to get beer. Yeah. You know, no one does that in Portland. Like, why would they? There's 150 other breweries. Like, mm. Who cares? I guess Great Notion and Cascade kind of you could get great trade value and stuff. But even you know, Great Notion has their 30 barrel brew house in production space, and 
most of us are friends. You know, if I really, really needed something, I'm sure I could hit up Andy or Rob or whatever at Great Notion and be like, look, I need this beer. And they'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, here you go. Nice. That's just how brewers are. We're very humble and, you know, proud of what we make. I need that. So up. I get to. Go ahead. Huh? I need that. Oh, I, I was going to say. So <laughs> I, I worked for Red House for, for a while. Mm-hmm. I got to do a bunch of a lot of great, great stuff. I got to do a couple of events and you know, San Diego and stuff. And I ended up doing a collaboration at Goldwater. First time meeting the Goldwater guys. I show up, I do a collab, and we hit it off so faintly. Right out of the gate. I'm like, these are my people. These are my people. <laughs> and uh, I, in I fact, I get here. home that night and I tell my wife, I'm like, look, I just met the my brewery. And she's like, what? I'm like, I'm going to end up working at this brewery. And she's like, are you serious? And I'm like, I'm telling you, this is a perfect fit, like a baseball mitt, you know? Mm. And, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just telling her that. I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't think anything of it. And after that point, we make this beer called Basement Robots. It was a rice lager, oh, Japanese yes. rice lager. I remember that one. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, right here. Uh, we have a good time. I c- continue talking to Jordan, the old head brewer. And, you know, we're, we're having... It's we're starting to turn Phoenix now mm-hmm. into this very collaborative thing where brewers talk. When I first moved here, nobody really talked to anybody, and people were always kind of like, "Ah, oh, they make beer too." You know, we were not as collaborative as we should be. And now, I mean, I have people on speed dial. We like hang out and have beers and shit. It's pretty great. Yeah. We got so, we got to talk about that afterwards. <laughs> I will. I absolutely. Will. I got, I got, so I got, Jordan I got is getting ready shoulder. to go to Dark Sky Brewing. This is what starts me at Goldwater. Yeah. Jordan's getting ready to go to Dark Sky Brewing, and he's like, "I would really love for you to apply for the head brewer position here at Goldwater." And I used to think before I moved down here, I had gotten a couple of breweries in my you know career. You know, I've been a brewer for like six years, so of course, at some point, someone's been like, "Hey, I'd like you to be a head brewer," and I'm usually like, "Okay." Sure. But yeah. in my head, I've always been like every head brewer I've worked for until this point has been in the industry for 20 years. Wow. Like I have not cut out. I Not that I'm not cut out for it, but I didn't think that I had earned it yet. Mm. You know, for me, that's everything, you know, earning it and proving your worth is everything. And, you know, and then when I came down here, I was like, well, here's a town. This is awesome. You know, yeah. most of these craft breweries in Phoenix are only five years old, and I've been growing for six years. So I'm like, this is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And everybody's super cool. And just, so Jordan told me to, to apply for Goldwater, and I'm so glad I did. Chad told me I was the very last person to apply. And right when I walked in, it was like, he had kind of forgotten who I was, and it was like, oh, yeah, yep, this is the guy. Yeah, That's you, how I became You've done so much, and now you're the head uh, a brewer at uh, Goldwater, which you know, I think uh, uh, with the with the Go Go Sour Rangers, with the uh, the Hop Chowders, you know, nationwide, Goldwater is becoming a, a well known name. And you know, uh, I'll be honest, when I first heard of Goldwater, I was like, yeah, all right. Somebody said they're going to go to Goldwater. It's like 2016, 2017. I'm going to go water to you know new brewery, check it out. I'm like, all right, let me know how it is. And now you know, you see me all there almost once a week. Uh, so what what is it what is the next what is the what is the collaborations what are the, the 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 changes that you're looking for what are the differences what does that next level look like for somebody who's achieved so much for me 
I mean, constantly making things that I'm proud of, that's huge. Mm. You know, I don't like putting anything out I'm not proud of. Uh, I mean, a gr- I would say a great example uh, is this. Remember that Mexican lager you had with me down in the yeah. basement? Uh, that qu- quickly got turned. The name just got changed, like, drastically. Right? They're calling it this corn American adjunct lager, which is fine. That's what it is. I mean, yeah. Realistically, it is. It's a crusher. But, you know, it started as one thing and it turned into But constantly being proud of what I'm making, that's mm-hmm. huge for me. Making more. So bringing Goldwater to the next kind of, like, level where – you know, we can actually be in other places other than just Goldwater. That's a big deal, mm. especially through this pandemic. It's been really hard to still sell beer. I mean, yeah. the fact that yeah. we're still open and I'm still brewing four times a week is a miracle. Yeah. Uh, but That's it's just because we got to come in every week and buy beer. It's great. Uh, the next thing, though, I would love, 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 love to, you know, They've already won a Great American Beer Festival award, but I would like to win one with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, obviously a World Beer Cup. Shout out, eight thousand. Shout out to a Machine Gun Teddy. Is that that was it, right? Oh yeah, yep. Machine Gun. Yeah, I represent taking on Brown. Oh, Machine Gun Teddy was the, was the brown ale, right? Yeah, yeah. The brown can with the teddy bear. Ah, you see, yeah. I remember that can. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's a classic style that I feel like we knock out of the park. That you don't, you kind of don't see unless you're in a really old brewery. Mm. Uh, brown ales, you know, you're not seeing new brewery be like, and our number one seller, the brown ale. You know, unless they're up Newcastle. To Hello. <laughs> yeah, right. I appreciate brown ales or red ales. I like red ales. Some are good. Oh, they're great. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. But innovating, constantly innovating. Being proud, I would love to do international, uh, a couple of international collabs. Okay. I have friends all over the world. I mean, I've been doing this a while, so I'm by now. I mean, you know, we had a beer the other day for International Beer Day, mm-hmm. and we went live on our Instagram. and I was asking the guys, like, shout out some of your international brewers, and both of them were like, I think I know one guy. And I was like, What? <laughs> I know like 10 guys, and here they are, you know, they're just like, What? <sighs> what? Some of those guys, especially that are really, really near and dear to my heart, I would love, 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 love to go do that. Uh, I feel like that nice. would be something really, really cool. It's a yeah. huge morale booster for the brewery, but also kind of lets people know in other parts of the world that we're still making good beer. Mm-hmm. In good beer. Yeah. And then if we can have them come make a beer with us in Arizona, it gets the locals here to be like, oh, wow, yeah. this is something from Japan. And you're like, yeah. Of course, that. It, it was interesting. When I, tour. The, <laughs> yeah. when I get the follows or I get the actual like uh, comments from people in Japan, it blows my mind. I'm like, oh shit, you guys are killing the craft game, also. Uh, Brazil, hey. Brazil's another one. Brazil, I think, you know, oh, I, I don't Brazil, know. Dude, crushing it. Hocus Pocus down there, they're like crushing it. Mm. Everything they make, I'm just like, I want that. <laughs> so, Sean, I appreciate you being on here. I know we, uh, we, 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 slotted out 15 minutes and you guys nerded out for an hour and change <laughs> all right totally okay um uh, but i'm glad you i'm glad you came on i appreciate your time uh any last words you want to throw out there to any you know in general uh you know i'm a big uh preacher of pills you know a lover of lager so Keep on the old styles a little bit. Honestly, though, just seeing people's love of beer—that's that's the biggest thing. It's huge. 
It's keeping us connected. It's keeping us grounded. You know, if you're, especially right now, if you guys see the brewers, when you go in there, talk to them a little, Mm. you know, we like that kind of stuff. Obviously we don't want to be bothered if we're really busy, but you know, if we're not too busy and you can kind of geek out a little, that's how we got into this. We were geeks, you know, so hopefully we can all share a beer one day and just be able to chill out. You know, that's my big thing is I just want craft beer to keep moving forward. Keep evolving, keep keep getting bigger. I've seen I've seen the game get so you know so crazy within the last few years. Oh heck, Hector, Hector, Hector will be out here before twenty twenty ends, and we and you guys will geek out. I'm just gonna keep drinking. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta. I, I'm I'm already planning. I was planning on going recently. I was going to actually on May first. We planned for May. Then the whole pandemic came through and everything shut down and. Oh, but I'll be, there, I'll be in the West Coast soon. I need to make never, it up there. I've never been down and chop it up with some beers. Wait, wait, wait. You say you've never been to New York? No, never. Oh, we need to make oh. that happen. It's in South it. Carolina, then Texas, and then hold on, hold on, hold on. Oregon. Oregon. We, need to, we need to make that happen. You got to make that happen, bro. <laughs> Yo, you got to make that happen. Thanks for connecting with us. I appreciate your time. Uh, tell the lady we appreciate you taking time out from the family. Uh, congrats on the newborn. I forgot to mention that Thank earlier. You. Um, Bless so, yes, definitely. Uh, I'll see you on Friday, by the way. I'm picking up the corn and uh, the oats, the hull and oats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, I'll... yeah. We'll see if it's still called hull and oats on Friday. Oh. <laughs> we just got smacked with this TTB stuff today. Oh, oh. nice. Yeah, I That's guess hull and oats doesn't love the name hull and oats. Anyways, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. It's such a good beer. It's (laughs) it's one of the thickest, haziest, you know, just a banger of a freaking hazy. Oh my god! That's a session. That's a session IPA that you guys. Yeah. Oh, dude, I pounded the oats in this thing. It's so silky smooth. It's just oh, it's money. It's money and a half. So I wait to try. So you already know, Joe. I was gonna send uh, Hector a box. Tomorrow, so I'm gonna hold off and send him that on Friday yes. and do that. Yes. All right. Thanks, oh, Sean. Appreciate your time, brother. Take care. Till next time. Till Friday. Nice talking to you, Sean. Nice meeting you, bro. All right. So here we go. We had an awesome interview with Sean. Joe is back with us. Uh, so I'm gonna chop up that interview. Uh, you're gonna hear some of it in this episode, and then the rest of it. It's gonna be in a different episode altogether. Um, if you're ever looking into starting brewing. Uh, what the brewery life is about, what the struggles of a brewery life is about, what the, you know, all that shit from start to finish. Uh, if you want to nerd out just talking about brewery shit, this is the episode to listen to. So um, I'll probably description or some shit, you'll see it. Uh, but if you definitely want to nerd out about brewing, this is the this is the episode to listen to. OK, here we go. Back to uh, Hector and Joe. Love it. So. I want to talk about, well, let's first talk to Joe. So Joe being, he's drinking his raspberry cheesecake from Southern Grist that he's still yet to send to both of us, but it's okay. It'll happen eventually. Um, But that was was his first brewery release. So Joe, talk to us about your, your experience of actually making the effort to go to a brewery to ensure you get this beer for your first time. Man, I, I I thought it was all a joke 
when it was the you know the comparison between a, a beer release and sneakers <laughs> it's very it's very much the real thing and it being the fact that it was this pickup only there were cars like lined up and going like this grabbing grabbing beer grabbing beer and i was like this is crazy mm. are you serious wait so first question i have for you how long did you wait in line uh give it a take give it a take give it a take. take i don't know like that's the chair i promise i don't know five five minutes ten minutes okay that. oh that's not bad that's not bad at all oh you good it was, it was pretty quick so when you started see when you started seeing people walk out right what was your what were your immediate reactions this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> but like did you see any orders where you're like yo you're really picking up that much beer or? oh yeah i saw people carrying cases and i'm not talking about just two or three i'm talking about like four or five six walking them out in dollies and stuff mm -hmm. and put them into the car and i'm like are you serious why why so much of that I, I found out, you know, people are trading them in. I started paying attention more to like the comments when they released the beers. Yeah. Because then I was saying, in search of this or hit me up for this. I was like, no, oh, this is really for real, for real. This is, yeah. this is deep. It's crazy. It just opens up your mind of how big this craft this craft beer world is. Yeah, man. For so sure, bro. What did you, is there, is there anything you didn't like about this experience? Is there anything you're like, yo, I can live without this? Or I, you know what? Why, why do we got to go through all that? The only thing I didn't like that I couldn't have a beer while I waited for my case. Oh, and that's because that of the it. that's because of the COVID, right? From the COVID. Other than that, yeah. man, it was great. Yeah. My bartender was pretty. Shout outs to her. <laughs> Just keeping it a stack. Southern grist. Southern grist. They're great. <laughs> Salud. Cheers to Southern Grist. Yeah, look at look at the color. Show the color first. Wait, wait, chill. Wait, you just gonna you gotta show it off, my man. Like Ooh, that is the raspberry cheesecake we're looking at from Southern Grist that Joe Ooh. has. Uh, for those of you listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff, it Beautiful is a color. almost bright reddish purple kind of like. Um, yeah. It's definitely tons of raspberry. And I think I read it. They use a lot of raspberry syrup. Is that accurate? Yeah, a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that. Um, Me too. Hector. So you recently had a I, one of your stories. You posted another half beer. Now that you've kind of had the Arizona beers, you had the Evil Twins, you've had some 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 beers from other places, and now you go back to other half. Does other half still have that that hunger, that fight in them? Wow! <laughs> wow! Like. Hot seat, when hot I had seat, the can, it was I I got the I got the OG can. It was um I think it was a day one of the daydreams, a citra, one of the those old day old dreams. Yeah, yeah. Was it broccoli? No, broccoli. The broccoli cream. So being that I was an OG, I was like, no, nah, it has to be, you know. And remember, you know, I reminisce, I was like, oh wow, I remember this other well, half came out and everything, mm -hmm. but there's so many other good IPAs that I've had already and tasted and keep coming out that it's, it's not the same hype, bro, no more for me. Yeah? Yeah, nah, it's not at all. So, so other, other, half, other half is losing their uh, spunk, quote-unquote? You know, uh, I don't know if it's losing the spunk. I just I just think that they just um above the whole hype already. 
So let me ask you a question, a, a follow-up question. And I don't know beyond other half what experiences you have. And when you get to Trillium, I think you say you're going to Boston next week, right? And you get to mm -hmm. Trillium, you can kind of like give some more insight to this question. Uh, but do you think a lot of these hype breweries are getting comfortable? Like, yo, if I brew however many of this beer, it's going to sell out anyway, no matter what it tastes like. Just... I, I don't know if it's about, it's about comfortable. Yeah. It's about knowing knowing your, your worth and level mm. in the game. So it's like you're already proven to yourself. Why you got to keep going crazy and doing these, you know, chicken leg grease with bacon <laughs> stout, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why I'm going to go crazy when I still, I could do the, the, the coffee crunch. Yeah. The coffee macadamia style, the black street style from Trillium that is going to be wild every time. So why go crazy? Like, we, they already know we do this and this and this and that. Yeah. Be there already. You know, that's, that's, that's my, my point of view from that. I, I see that, you know. So being on the West Coast, I get a lot of monkish out here. And for and, and for those who are not familiar, Joe, uh, Monkish is probably one of the. If you talk about breweries nationwide, they're easily within the top ten, maybe even top five that people mention. I want to have a Monkish beer. I want to get a Monkish beer. Um, so Monkish, uh, for me, has become to the point where I don't get excited for Monkish, like. I know people that are selling monkish four packs for fifty, sixty dollars, seventy five dollars. Um but like to this I, day? Yeah. Yeah. Um but like I, I don't get excited for monkish anymore. Like I I, I get monkish and I I got a monkish, I'll try it and oh this is good. But it's monkish, is what I expect. Um Yeah. Sure. You know, and, and I've seen my, my, my friend, he lives in in uh California and he's huge monkish uh advocate. Um, and I've seen the lines that he stands in and I'm like, I don't know if he's worth it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even that serious. Um, you know, I'd rather go to a smaller brewery, uh, in California, Arizona, New York, wherever I'm at and try them out and see how they're doing rather than wait in line for a monkish. Um, so, you know, I, I do think a lot of these breweries have gotten comfortable, have gotten to the point where, Hey, I can make all this good shit and take it or leave it. Because I I know I have a I have a I have a uh, a market, whether you take yeah, it or not, somebody else is gonna buy it. So um, I still think the other half is still doing you know their creative beers at the brewery. Yeah, you know, but releasing as as far as releasing now, they just throwing out the regulars basically nothing. I don't think they going above and beyond anymore. So as they know. I, I'm, sell. I'm, I'm blown away by Evil Twin, by the way. Like I told you before, if all you send me in boxes is Evil Twin, I'm not going to be mad at it. Yo, Evil Twin just keeps slapping people in the face with their dick, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's just callate. Yo, no, no, no more, bro. No homo, bro. Yeah. Wow, bro. Like, yo, how you, how you went through a pandemic releasing five and six years a week, bro? Yo. 
I, Who the I, fuck you think you are? You I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I don't disagree with anchor, you. Bro. You got me out here about to pull my luggage, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you over here reaching out to Cuomo. Like, Cuomo, where's my evil twin stimulus? Like, what's good, fam? Like, I need that. No, bro, I'm here digging in my piggy bank. and like, wait, it's $22. I got $2 and quarters. <laughs> Making it, though. Um, so recently, I'll, I'll talk about this beer because... Uh, I know Hector, you've had it once or twice, um, and I've had it once. That voltage, that Midtown Dew, Mountain Dew, for those who are listening that can't see my air quotes, that voltage, phew, fucking amazing. Um, it, it, it's crazy because I, 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 I think we talked about them like three or four times already in this in this podcast, but it's one of those things where you just can't not talk positive about them. You can't not drink other beers and just say, yo, this evil twin. It doesn't stick out because that doesn't make any sense. It sticks out. It's it's such a it's such a fucking amazing beer. Um we had the the uh the body by evil body by ET, which had the fucking uh, what's that called? The um, energy drink syrup. Energy syrup. Then you have this one that had the fucking the, the midtown dew had some had shaved ice raspberry or some shit syrup. I forget what was it what was the syrup? Raspberry syrup. Was it raspberry? Shaved raspberry ice, syrup. Yeah. Ra- shaved ice raspberry syrup. That's like those good, that's yeah. a specific that my man, Yeah, exactly. That's a specific like you went out and wow, said, Hey, wow. I'm gonna take this random shit, turn it into a beer. And there we go. And you know, after the conversation I just had we just had, not I, but we just had with uh Sean from Goldwater, the head brewer, it's like, yo, how do you do that? Like, how do you how do you mix everything to a pot, fucking stir it up, and then here you go. Enjoy that, and, <laughs> and bring out heat too, and and bring out the sauce too. Yeah. Like it's like everything is just elite. Like, bro, if I would have known that the EQ and ET collab that more mass marshmallow, more marsh out the, I don't know if I, I send you one of those cans. Yeah. If I would have known that it was that good, I would have never traded for that other half can. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there, there are certain there are certain breweries, certain brewers that just do shit, and they do it so fucking well that you just can't uh, ignore. So for 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 those who are new to the craft beer game, um, Joe is probably listening. Like, I wish I knew more about all those. There, there's a little bit and and, and that's good though because that's like hey i am a there's this chef working at this brewery or the chef opened up his own i'm sorry brewery the chef own restaurant the chef now opened up his own restaurant you take that and you're like bro immediately without a doubt you're like i'm trying i'm going there i'm going there i'm going there you know what i mean uh and and, and it just that's exactly what the effect is when it comes to craft beer when when somebody starts their own or does their own or becomes now the big guy or big lady you know there are female brewers um shout out to them um you know they becomes it becomes a a a, a, like you know oh shit i gotta check it out yeah for sure so you know that that within itself you know speaks it speaks for itself so all right now that we just bullshitted and pretty much sucked off evil twin for about 10 minutes uh Trying to get a sponsorship, Joe. Trying to get a sponsorship for Evil Twin. 
Yeah, why don't you call him up? Joe, 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 hit him up, Joe. <laughs> Joe, Joe's already. Hold on, Joe's already getting the fucking likes and the mentions. Yeah. <laughs> and the follows. Let's do it. And the Oops. follows. Tell you, what? it's gonna work. We're gonna we're gonna make something happen. Um. So last week was National IPA Day. So I'm gonna start with Joe since he's a novice here. What is the original IPA that you tried? You said, you know what? This is it. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> Uh, geez, I don't even think that's even a, considered a craft beer anymore. But, um, damn, was, I believe it was like Goose Island three twelve. If I'm not mistaken, nah, that's, that's not that's an IPA. No, Goose, um, that's a wheat ale, the three twelve, I believe. Jeez, but the Goose Island is the green one. If you had a Goose Island, it was, a, it was another. Yeah, the green and black one. Green okay. and black. So Goose Island, yeah. Goose Island, listen, Goose Island. Even though they sold out to Budweiser, Anheuser Busch, whoever the fuck it yeah, is, and Bev. Um, they they were still at its time. Again, we talked about it in the other conversation with Sean. I think they were the one of the original pioneers when it comes to like just brewing good nationwide yeah. craft beer. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. I I, I give you my hats off. Not that was like that was like the first one. Honestly speaking, me, mm-hmm. the Go IPA ahead, that took me into the zone to the IPA world was you were like Boom <laughs> Sauce from Lord Hobo Brewing in oh, Massachusetts. That's a cheat code, bro. Boom Sauce is amazing. There's, well, no, exactly. there's no way. There's no way Boom Sauce was it. You have to go further back than that. Oh, no, for real, for real. I had no, I, I, of course, I had the Rebel IPAs. Ah, boy, that's like, what I'm okay. talking about. The original, like something that got you into, like, yo, IPAs is life. <laughs> Boom sauce, because still, I was like, <laughs> I still like my sours. I like stouts. I was like, going to stouts, the sours, you know, the regular amber ales. I was drinking mad fat tire during that time. It was fat tire out, bro. So I was not giving the, the IPA the love until yeah. I had this boom sauce. And after that, I was like, Yeah, I could make IPAs like this. It's like the first hazy IPA that just like, oh shit. Bro, aren't you this... the lover of West Coast IPAs? And you over here like big no, up bro. the West Coast? No, but look, like the Rebel IP, the Sam Ass Rebel, that's just bitter dank. I had the green flash mm-hmm. during that time. You know, super bitter, dank. I love those. But when I tried that hazy IPA, like the East Coast way, that's mm-hmm. what I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this is the way from this side of town. <laughs> I fucked with this too. Like, I fucked with this. Okay. So you experienced um, something new outside yeah. of the norm, and that just took you to a whole other level. Exactly. And then from it. there, we'll just look for the hazies, look for the doubles. Where them hazies you know, at? Where them hazies at? Yeah, let me, let me see. <laughs> hazy, I don't want that. Yo, if it ain't if it ain't thick as fuck, I don't want it. Yo, I went through my phase. Yeah, that's when I then that's after that. That's when I found the other halves, mm. of finbacks. I was like, oh my god, oh un, my god, un juguito. <laughs> this is a little juicy. I like it. Oh wow, <laughs> wow. For me, uh, to go back, it was one and then a second one. So, City Steam out of Hartford, Connecticut, uh, they put out a uh, IPA called Innocence, and 
and that was local for Connecticut when I was living in Connecticut at the time, and I got into craft beer. Uh, that was the beer for me. That was it. When when I I would I would go after work buy a four pack of Innocence, and Innocence was probably the first four pack I ever bought. So I was so used to six packs and shit like that, that when I went to the liquor store and I'm like, yo, you know what's good to try? He's like, yo, this Innocence is really good. I'm like, bro, I'm not paying. 12 13 dollars for a fucking four pack where's my other two beers you know ignorant as fuck you know he's like what <laughs> he's like go try this and come back to us long story short tried it loved it city steam innocence got the little velma chick on the cover fucking loved it took, uh took your innocence away, bro what was that <laughs> yo took my ipa innocence bro. <laughs> uh, but then after that I started adventuring out, and then uh, Centennial IPA from uh, from uh, Founders was probably Founders. was was a, is a, is a solid for me. Um, okay. Blue Point before they sold out, Hoptical Illusion. I love that shit. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. So though, there there was a few, there's a few that kind of like you know I had a had a had a a range, I guess you can call it. Uh, but that was just like my thing, man. So when IPAs came out, I was like, yo, have you had a now? As much as I, I was a fan of uh, of Newcastle, the brown ale, I love Newcastle. When okay. I first started drinking beer, and they said they put it out, they, they put it out, they put out the uh, the werewolf red ale. I love that shit. And then they put out a winter IPA, and I was like, this winter IPA is shit. Get it away from me. You're like, but, wait, I don't want the spiced that, cinnamon nutmeg glow shit. <laughs> shit out of my face. No, nah, but everything else is fucking solid, man. So, uh, you know, shout out to City Steam, shout out to Founders, shout out to Blue Point. Uh, you know, those were the rules that were like, when I got them, I was so excited to drink. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't a fan. I remember when IPAs first started coming around. I remember um, Flying Dog, the Raging Bitch. Oh, I love Raging oh. Bitch. Raging Bitch is amazing. No. Bro, Raging Bitch is fucking... Quadruple? The, the fucking Belgian quadruple? Yeah, that, that Belgian IPA is 12%. That shit tastes like fucking hot garbage, bro. <laughs> I love that shit, man. That was like, legitimately I, I, my favorite beer for a while, the Raging Bitch. Yeah, because you know you should get fucked up with, with two bottles. Like, I, <laughs> shit. I used to take it to parties. Like, I'm, I'm buying a pack of Raging... Two packs of Raging Bitch for these people. <laughs> you know, fucked up with two bottles. <laughs> I'm going to get these cans for me. That's a, that's a that's like mostly a bottle of wine you're drinking right now, bro. You enjoy it. Yo, raging bitch playing no games. Yeah, flying dog. Shout out to flying dog. Is it Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland, Maryland, somewhere in Maryland? Uh, yep. Shout out to flying dog. Uh, raging bitch was it for me. I'm not gonna lie. Raging bitch was one of the original beers that I got excited for because uh, I used to watch True Blood when it first came out, and they mentioned raging bitch in True Blood. Oh, oh shit! You like? Oh, this like, is the beer. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, man, it's talking about the beer that I drink." This guy. You so palo. Palo, palo. Um. So, let's take a quick break. Let's take a second. Let's uh, finish whatever we're drinking. Let's get this Arizona light from Hus Brewing, and let's talk about it. Cool beans. Oh, it goes the chuggy chuggy, the chuggy chuggy. I'm gonna wait till Joe finishes his chug. Oh, 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 oh. All right, so hold on. Yep, everybody's back. We got the uh, Arizona Light from Hus Brewing. 
Everybody has a can. Everybody has a can. Everybody has a can. Arizona Hus Brewing. Shout out to Hus Brewing. Hus Brewing makes amazing beer in uh, Phoenix or somewhere in Arizona. Um, they make the coffee Kolsch. They make the uh, Scottsdale Blonde, I believe it is, and I could be wrong, and I'm sorry if I am. Uh, this Arizona Light, though, this is fucking it for me. So when I mentioned the Arizona Light to Hector, uh, Hector was his. He's the he's the guy who's like fuck light beer, and I was like that too. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but after having this light beer, it's it's so good. Uh, so I said, you know what? I'm going to send it to Hector. I'm going to send it to Joe. We're going to record a podcast. We're going to record an episode. We're going to try it out. And I know it's good. It's fucking amazing. I dig it. It's got a super crystal clear look to it. Um, for those of you who are listening to this on Spotify very, very and everything else and Apple Podcasts, very clear, but it's so fucking refreshing, man. Um, it's about $1.50 a can here locally in Arizona. Uh, 110 calories, 4.02 ABV. So forget 4.2, 4.02. So we're getting super light. Um, but this is it, man. This is this is dope. Like if I want to drink a beer without having a heavy, crazy, fucking thick ass body, this is this is exactly what I want to have. So okay, let's let's get Hector's first sip. And see what he says about it. Let's see what thoughts he comes across. Let's see what he uh, what he well, thinks. Yeah, and this is the guy who says fuck Coors Light, fuck Corona, fuck all that shit. So this is a light beer that he's usually not drinking. So let's go. Smell like Corona, Ikulai. Smells like Corona, Ikulai. Okay, we got the smell. It does have some sus- substance to it. It has more mm-hmm. flavor. It's more flavorful okay. than a cool light. More flavorful than a Corona. Still very bland, very light. For those that do it's a light, it's drink a light beer, cool light, well, I'm very bland, <laughs> very light. You know, hence the name. So for those that like cool light and likes that kind of beer, they're going to crush it. For those that do not like it like me, I'm about to chuck this shit out of it right now. <laughs> would you buy? Would you buy a six pack of this? Me? Yeah, you. I mean, you. Yeah, you. To, to I'm to, to, to. <laughs> I, I, I'll buy them to throw them off my roof. This guy. <laughs> Start hitting people with them just in the back of the head, yo. <laughs> That's only good for bro. They like. <laughs> they like though, bro. But it's a good light. It's a good. It's not like a shitty light or whatever. It's a good light. Like, like I said, it has more flavor than you know than a regular Yo, commercial. You was, you was making beer. up Stella not so long ago. The solstice. You don't knock it till you try it. I tried this already. I can knock this one. <laughs> I tried it. All right. I tried this. So Joe, on uh, what's the word? On on uh, on. Tainted or whatever you freaking call it. You, did you taste it already? I haven't tasted it, but I, I tell you one thing: as soon as I open it, it reminded me of a Bud Light. 
You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like that smell. Okay, but it, it, we we do remember it's a light beer, right? Like we, we're on the same page that it's a light beer. I don't, yeah, of course it's a light okay. beer. Okay, I'm just making sure we understand that because you keep saying, "Oh, it tastes like a light beer." It tastes like a light beer, motherfucker. Um, it, it is a light beer. It's it's on the fucking. It's literally the biggest letters on the can. I mean, it's a Presidente light. Presidente light will put you in your ass, bro. With a pillow under your ass. Make <laughs> Hold sure on, you he got, he got the sec. He's doing the second drink. Go ahead, Joe. Talk to us. I'm not a fan. This ain't it, Chief. Oh, you guys are <laughs> killing me, bro. That's it. Yo, Hus, I'm sorry, Hus Brewing. I mean, it's Yo, like a, it's like a light, a, a light beer. But then I feel like that bloatiness, like when you drink a shitty beer. No, I'm not with it. Wait, are you, are, you saying, milk, are you saying bro? that because you're getting flashbacks of it, or are you already getting bloated? Like I'm really like like I feel it like you know if I were to drink a full can of this which I am gonna chuck this shit just like you have to um you know I I'm gonna feel that you gonna do a podcast chuck why not you ready <laughs> hold on let, 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 wait we doing this hold on so Hus Brewing fuck all that you heard they can do a, a chug <laughs> of the Arizona Light <laughs> they want to do a chug three two one countdown let's go three two one. You doing a chug? It's a chug. Three, two, <laughs> one, go. Tu supiste que estamos activo. Max, I love my podcast. So, I listen. I I bought this beer several times. I like it, and you know my palate, my taste is ridiculously wide in my opinion it could be that you know maybe i haven't tried enough i don't know but i dig this beer i enjoy it i buy it once in a while i'll buy a six pack throw it in my fridge i'll put two you know i'll get my 22 ounce can bot sorry 22 ounce glass i'll pour two of them in this bitch two you know one and a half or whatever it is and i'll just sit there and enjoy it man sometimes i don't want to have some simple and just fucking drink i dig this Take it by yourself, bro. Pontunco. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I'm mad you brought it back to Sweetwater. I just drank some Arizona cool light. Anyway. Um, so let, let's. Those basement papers. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to Hus Brewing. This is fucking dope. I dig it. Fuck what they said. <laughs> I am sending you guys the Tombstone Light, though. The Tombstone Light is another one that I'm sending cool, you guys. Cool. I like Tombstone. So, I don't care I'll what you guys say. Oh. You guys are getting the Tombstone Light. Anyway, so, back to beer. Uh, so, we talked about it the last podcast. The 450 glasses that are selling for $250 ridiculous we talked about it i post uh in my stories and i got some responses back do you guys remember some of those responses yeah yeah i saw somebody was like gonna pay like max 20 dollars. i was like really i mean you said tarjay (laughs) (laughs) so hector what 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 was some of the responses that you saw in my stories that kind of blew your mind and they caught you off guard or caught you like, like, oh, you really dropping that much on the glass? Yeah, some dude said 100. 
I was like, what? I believe, I believe it was 150. But go ahead. Yeah, I was like, you wildin'. Like, I get a whole beer for $100 and drink it the same way you're going to drink it in your expensive cup. And I'm going to get super sauce just like you, probably. You're probably going to have a better time. I'm going to have more beer than you because you spent $100 in the cup. Yo, that's wild. Any anything that anything that you agreed with anything besides the twenty dollars and five dollars or whatever it was, we twenty dollars to give some to give some context to what was posted on Instagram and some of the responses. We had a wide range, so I I posted a clip of the last episode, and in that clip it said, "Hey, how much would you spend for beer for a beer glass?" Um, And I think we were unanimous, at least Hector and I. We're like 20, 25, 30 was like the top, top end. And, you know, when I posted on my stories, I got responses back where people were saying it was like 50, 80, 150. Um, yeah. It was some ridiculously, ridiculously, ridiculous numbers. Um, ridiculous to, to me, myself. I'm not saying it's ridiculous to anybody else because obviously they dropped the cash on it. But to me... I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll support you. I'll buy your glass. It's a specialty glass. Twenty, twenty-five dollars. Cool. And any more than that? Hey, give me the beer. I'm good. That's all I want. So, yeah. Joe, when you saw some of those responses, what were you, what were going through your head? I mean, I already told you guys. Like, I would spend a lot of money if it has like a cause figure on it. So, you know, the numbers so, were low. So I actually looked into that. And so what you're saying is if the actual artist who does cause like drew something on a glass and then sold it, you would buy that. Hell yeah. But if I screen, I'll, sell, I'll sell my kidney, fam. If I, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the black market. And if I so, <laughs> but if I screen printed a cause on a glass. And sold it for fifty dollars, hundred dollars. You still buy it? I mean, because you were talking it, about art. It, that... It's full. It's if it's fugazi, I ain't with it. Okay, so you're not you you want you want the official from it needs the to artist. be official yeah. tissue. Okay, Makes no fugazi. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I just spent thirty. Three ninety nine with shipping for the two most popping crab beer glass you're gonna see in the next few weeks when they get here. <laughs> crazy, so wild shit. Wait, you got some more chalices? Nah, I already. already <laughs> when she told me yeah, the production is backlogged, uh, is, is in back order. <laughs> the next one, I feel like to put a half inch more of gold brim. Okay, you know more gold. And a little more uh, so smaller on the San Pao Pao in the front, you know, so you can experience more of the color of the beer. <laughs> so Hector has a uh, a chalice, but it's a glass with a gold rim, and I'm always breaking his balls about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's a king cup. Real Pao Pao. So let's change gears a little bit. Ig. Reels, aka TikTok. Yo. <laughs> so Instagram was like, 
oh, Vine, you want to do fucking videos? Guess what? We do uh, stories or whatever. No, videos? We do videos. Snapchat, you want to do fucking stories or whatever it is? Guess what? We'll do stories. Now, TikTok. Oh, TikTok, you want to do this? Guess what? We got reels. And I'm like, first of all, 90% of the reels are just imported TikToks. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, you're you're a bit on the technology side of this conver- of this whole group. Um, what are your t- what is your take on the whole real aka TikTok IG aka whatever the fuck? I don't know. I, I'm totally with it, man, because it's like it's a one-stop shop, only one app. You don't yeah. have to go everywhere. Why not? You know, I'm totally with it. I'm totally with it. Yo, it's taking over my explore page. My explore page is that, literally three quarters of reels. And then and it's else. totally cool. It, 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 if it's done right, you know what I'm saying? There's people that get really into it. And like mm-hmm. the editing is like impeccable in a sense. If it's done right, yeah, why not? People were making thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars off of TikTok. Just doing stuff like that. Why not really? just bring it into IG? Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know people were making money off of, IG, off of TikTok. People making money off of, off of TikTok. So you go ahead and bring that over to, let's say, you know, IG, and you're already popping an IG and put two and two together, bank money. Yeah. And you got but the president I, I, to support you to shut down TikTok? I mean, yeah. it, it shut it down. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a whole different, you know, view. But I'm just whole, saying, that, that's also part of like, it's just, it's just interesting that, oh, executive order shutting down TikTok. Here's IG Reels. I'm like, hey, but guess what? Yo, that's business. It's great. Capitalizing of the band that's that's about to hit TikTok. Yeah, not IG Facebook, because now it's like the it's Facebook that owns IG. So it's like, dude, they're they doing everything. They are literally becoming a monopoly in a sense. Facebook is just chilling out there like all right. bro. That's enough. (laughs) Give me that. Legit, yeah. So well, that's good. That's good. Let's see where they could go with that. Oh, I just got popular. Ah, <laughs> uh, we got that too. <laughs> so Hector... they sending all these little guinea pigs who just run out with apps and look at everyone. They be like, "Oh, look, look, the red one. The red one is making it big. Let's get that red one here too, dude. Bring him in. So... I am Bev. Yeah, right. And Bev, yeah, like and Bev, yeah. I the the, the, the connection. Bev. The connection. I love it. Um, my son was huge on, he was big into TikTok. He'll make his gaming videos, check that. Now I see grown, like people older than I am making TikTok videos and shit like that. Um, Hector, you had a TikTok for a little bit. I don't know if you still have it. Yeah, I have it. I have it. I've been actually uploading lately. Lately, I've been uploading more to it. It's been, it's been coming around. TikTok or I have a video. Um, well, Reels, I did like two, you know. TikTok actually got a video like got like twenty thousand views of that. I was like, oh shit, I'm hype. <laughs> <laughs> I made it, mom made it. <laughs> we almost making it here. Mama I made it. Yeah, then my boy was like, nigga, twenty thousand ain't shit, my nigga. My son got one with a hundred thousand. <laughs> talking about, and he was just playing Fortnite. Yo, all like, jokes. <laughs> nah, no jokes. My son posted a video of him. And it's cars on a game called Rocket League. And yo, 100,000 likes. Whatever the fuck it is. 100,000 views. Whatever the fuck. Whatever yeah. it is. 
Wow. Like, yo, you're just posting wow. your car. You're not even doing anything. But I'm telling you, I'm, I was here my hype. I'm like, yo, I got one of these videos running on TikTok. That's just wow. 20,000. He's like, so? <laughs> ain't nothing. <laughs> what you mean? Shut you down. He's like, nah, fam. Yeah, like, yo, 20,000 in Instagram is 20,000. Chill. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that, that's nothing in TikTok, bro. It's light. That's pocket change. So now, like, oh, okay. I see, I see. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, all right, bro. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna actually. You guys are finished. I'm gonna finish this beer, and then uh, we'll go. Actually, let's go into the. Uh, so, what are you? If you're a lady, wife, girlfriend, significant other, you're somebody who's serious to you, came to you and said, "Yo, I'm gonna start an OnlyFans page." What's good? Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to set this up. I'm going to set this up by saying females, women can do whatever they want. Nobody here is, I mean, my side is you to say, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that. The opinions are based on, hey, you can't come to us. This is something we, this is something off. This is my reaction to that. So you can't argue somebody's reactions. You can do whatever you want. It's 2020. But go ahead. Damn. I think Joe has the has has something in his head that he wants to get out right now. <laughs> Yo, she got she got an OnlyFans, bro? And you ain't telling mm-hmm. nobody. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. But I got somebody from my, I, I got I got somebody from my past. You know, oh, like, I, got I, past. <laughs> I got somebody from my past. I got an OnlyFans. Yo, I heard Hector has an OnlyFans doing dishes, bro. He's like, yo, my, yo, my mommy, you like that? You like that? Like how I like scrub that, that hands with Palmolive. Yo, we got a DJ actually from Olympia that is he has an OnlyFans, and I don't know what he does, but he has OnlyFans. This is for everybody. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Yo, I almost spit out all my beer. You can't tell me you have a boy that has OnlyFans and you have no idea what he does. That is straight bullshit. Yo, for real, he'd be like talking about it on the chat. He'd be like, yeah, yeah I got an OnlyFans. I'm like, yo, for real, bro? He's like, yeah, I just have myself. Like, there, I'm like... Yo, he just folded his laundry? Is that what he's doing? I don't fucking know. I don't ask, fam. I think that shit is weird, you know? Your subscription is for 17 cents a month. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah, the so end of far, the he's made negative all right, dollar. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Joe, your lady comes to you. She says, yo... I'm thinking to make some extra money, I'm going to start an OnlyFans. How are you reacting to that? You bugging. <laughs> you wouldn't even ask? Like, can I get more detail about it? You bugging. It's Yo, not what, happening, fam. What I'm in like 700 different chats. You know how many times <laughs> I see the same girl passed around, especially from... Yo, I'm going to keep it a stack. OnlyFans pictures be coming around the chats. Yo, and I just be like, damn. You know, especially when it when it hits kind of close, you know what I'm saying? You'll be like, damn. 
But yeah. oh, it's on, one of those on. moments. But you take it so just just for the argument's sake of the conversation, you're taking the OnlyFans into the explicit shit. They could it, be OnlyFans and she's fucking just chilling and watching Netflix, bro. Oh yeah, but she does that too. You know what I'm saying? It's just the fact that it's you're selling your you're selling yourself. You have no no dignity, no anything, just to make some money. Again, like a female can do whatever she wants. This is oh yeah, for reaction. Sh- oh yeah, for this sure. But this is just me. <laughs> this is just me. I'm just speaking. You know, like okay. yo, do you? But as the partner, I'm with it. I'm with it. Do whatever she wants. <laughs> Be clear. I'm with it. Bucate otro palomo. I'm me, fam. <laughs> Really? Joe's got his bags. I'm like, yo, I'm good, fam. Enjoy. Have fun. I don't care how much money you make, fam. Sorry. I know. Let me let me tell you this. How about if it's a foot only fan? Feet only? I'm yo, I'm yo, not for nothing. Not even feet. A foot. Yo, foot. Feet? Yo, what what those feet, feet, feet or, or use underwear, yeah, bro? You, you, you I'm down with that. You can't sell one by the other. They're, fam. Both, they're both foot. So, fam, you, so fam. if she, if she said or used underwear, that's cool. But if she has to show yeah, herself you, now, yeah, you, how do you self use underwear and OnlyFans? I don't want to no. know. I don't want to know. Never mind. Yo, this boy's <laughs> money, family. I only show my left foot. My left foot. <laughs> my left foot. And I get $8 million a year. <laughs> Yo, show your left foot, man. Go ahead. I pay for the pedicure. Right, so, 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 so there's yeah. limits to the, what this is. See, I don't want it, you showing if, your face, man. It's not okay, happening. Okay, right. okay, okay. okay You're okay. not showing your face. Now we get somewhere. You put a you put a careta over her, yo. Sin cara, no face, and no what tattoos. Else? You feel me? <laughs> okay. So what if she wears the arm wraps and she's still covered? Or she's That's not covered? cool. No, sin cara, no face, yo. I, you know you gotta be you gotta keep it a stat because you gotta look at the numbers. Because if my shorty is over here bringing one hundred and twenty k. That's what I'm saying. Oh, bro, you, you weren't saying that five seconds ago. Five seconds ago, you're like, yo, hit the bricks, bro. Hit the bricks, bro. No, but wait, 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 wait. And I'm going to start thinking. I got to start thinking. I got to start thinking for real, though. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So let me get back to you. Think of your algorithms and your flows and everything else and your metrics. And I'm going to hit Hector up with this question. And then I'm going to come back to you and see how it de- it depends it depends what the OnlyFans purpose for. For example, Cardi B got an OnlyFans page right now. That's five dollars, and everybody in their mama is gonna join that shit. Because oh, first of all, it's five dollars, and second of all, you know, one okay, she's she's famous, fine, but she specifically <laughs> said it. She's not gonna be showing no ass, no tits, no pussy. It's gonna be just for her. Um, socializing with fans, bringing out new ideas, whatever. If I wanted to see Cardi B naked, I just hit the internet. In 10 seconds, I got it. I don't need OnlyFans for that. I'm talking about somebody who's not known, somebody who's, you know, they they get a lot of attention because they're a female. Sex sells. We have to to agree sex sells. Doesn't matter how you slice it. So that's the thing. If, If you're going on that route, Nah, I know where you want. A lot of perps that be there, they be like, yo, come on, I'm gonna send you 50 extra dollars, a hundred dollars. Let me show a show a nipple. You don't gotta see that shit. Nobody gotta know. So on the Next thing you know, we chilling talking to the guys on WhatsApp. Okay, okay. Bang, and nipple comes through. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ooh. You know that nipple got that lunarcito right there on the top of the fucking it got, areola. It got, the, like, ta- it got the tattoo. It got the, it got the you know, there's so no, like, there's yeah. one, of, one of one. <laughs> it depends what, what the purpose is for. For example, if your only fans is to enlighten women and bring, talk about sexuality without getting naked or whatever, just be like a sex therapist, whatever, talk shit and Start be erotic, be, you know, explicit by not showing something, then by all means, bring that money in. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> you ain't showing no culo, yo. You showing that culo, you gonna, culo gonna be outside the door. <laughs> yo. So for me, it, it, it's not too far from what Hector said, right? So, one, what are we showing? Two, why are we showing it? Three, What's to Joe's point? What's the revenue expected to look like? You know what I mean? Like, uh, hey, you want to show your feet? You making two thousand a month? Let's do it. You want to exactly. show more than that to make more than that? Now you're compromising my. What is it? Not my. It is mine. Integrity, bro. Inte- not as integrity. It is. It is. It is. Many integrity, it's... bro. It's gonna be no <laughs> way that your ass is gonna be like, yo, your girl ass cheek, yo, looks kind of weird, bro. Why? But what it, the it's, fuck, bro? It's all right. Why? Why she? <laughs> why she me, got? Yeah. Why she got those extra you no know, dots on there, bro? It's good. <laughs> but no, it it, it's, it's, it gets to a point where you know, I do agree that there is a level of. Uh, Hey, I I earned to my earned the right to see that. You can't just buy your way into that shit. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see. You know what I mean? Like, like that's that's that. that I, I I I I spit game. I was you know I, I I fell in love with you. Whatever it is, I got to see that. You can't just give it to some dude saying, "Yo, here's one hundred twenty-five dollars. Let me see what you got." Thanks. You know what I mean? That that makes that that kills my whole like shit. You know, so again, this goes back to women can do whatever they want to do. Women can do whatever they choose to do, but there is an impact to your significant other, male or female, whatever it is. It's gonna happen. And if no. they're cool with it, they're cool with it. Fuck it. I I know a lot of couples that are you know fucking Joe talked about Pornhub couples all the time. Yeah, group chat. <laughs> I, I know, I know one is specific. They they make bank. Ayoui. Ayoui. So anything is possible. Let's take a quick break. Let's go ahead and get these. Uh, Hector, let's get the sack and sack, the happy hoppy lager. Ooh. And then Joe has another beer he's gonna get, and we're gonna talk about the two chains and Rick Ross. Jesus. All right, we're back now. So. Joe pulled out a Pueblo Vida out of Tucson, Arizona. Okay, talk okay, about okay. it. Talk about it, Joe. Talk about it. Let the let the people know what it is, bro. Let the people know. This shit is good. <laughs> so let me start off when you open up the can. The, the aesthetics of the can artwork is great. I'm into all this. This is amazing. Say well design. Say well design. That's the name well of the design. art. Say well design. No, no. Say well design? Yeah. <laughs> That's the guy that did it? Okay. That's the guy's name. <laughs> right. Say well design, yo, my man. You did fucking amazing, all right? That's you... his name, well design? Say, say well design. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, say well design. 
That's his name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? They want the sign? <laughs> his name is designed for real? <laughs> now I gotta look it up. Yo, his oh, name, I don't know if you guys can see that, but it's at Say Well Design. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna share this. In the, I'm gonna share this one in the group chat so you guys can. <laughs> Yo, hey, Say Well Design, you did great, bro, with the hard work. <laughs> That's just hard work. One of the few, like he actually does amazing artwork for a lot of uh, a lot of his his cans so he's probably i think don't correct i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i think he's the primary like graphic designer when it comes to pueblo vida he makes all their cans um and yes so i sent i sent the group i sent the uh the, the profile and the group chat so you guys can check it out but he is very much like his artwork is fucking amazing man so this beer overall, so looking at the can, that's great. Um, opening it, this is the aroma. This is very aromatic. It's very fruity. Um, color of it, this is great. Dope IPA. It's just um. Yeah, you got that painter's light. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, peep your stories, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my! So Joe has if you've ever seen like construction workers and painters when they fucking do in a room that has no electricity or whatever it is, they have these giant fluorescent lights. I think that's what Joe has in his house because nah, when... I just gotta I just gotta um so I, I do I do a lot of weird stuff on the on my side, you know, like photography, pictures, graphic design, XYZ. So Man, that's I not have... weird. Weird as fucking bitches on video and camera and like putting <laughs> putting on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, who said we're not doing that? Anyways. <laughs> Why you think I know so much about Pornhub? I'm just kidding. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got a light for I put it on mounted on my camera. I get it, and and it's just dope. It just helps, you know. I got it. My, I... my house, my house is moody. My apartment is moody. I like it nice and mellow. Okay, it's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a vibe. Hey, the ladies in Tennessee, and he got a beer. Hector and I, we're going to open up. Hector sent me a can of this Hackensack Brewing. Um, If Hackensack sounds familiar to everybody listening, it's because he wouldn't shut up about it in the last episode. Hector was Hackensack this and Hackensack that. He even wore the Hackensack fucking shirt. Um, So I had it before. Hackensack is great. No, no, no. So before, yes, agreed. Before recording this episode, I posted a beer, uh, Hackensack IPA, and it was fucking amazing. So this Hoppy Lager from Hackensack, I am very interested in trying. I'm very interested in giving it a shot. Um, I trust Hector uh, with his beer selections. And if he fucking can't stop talking about Hackensack, then chances are they're fucking amazing. So... Here's my uh, without further ado. Here's my pour of the hoppy lager from Hackensack, and you can't even see my. Are face. you still on a plastic cup, bro? My man, plastic cups all day, solo cups all day. 
Oh, because it's hacking sack you pour in plastic? It's because wow. yo, I'm not bougie, bro. I, I use any cups. I don't give a shit. Oh now you're not bougie? I, now I mean, you're not my, my body is still a temple, but if it pours out of a bucket, a home depot bucket, I'm good. I got you. <laughs> All right. So here we go. It, it's this is definitely hazy as fuck for a lager. So for those of you seeing this on YouTube, uh this is fucking hazy. I was spilling some. Um, it's definitely, it's hazier than more ha than some hazy beers that I've had, and I'm holding it up to the camera so everybody can see and actually take their time looking at how hazy as fuck this beer is. Uh, it's a hoppy lager, so here I go. Wait, what's the ABV? The ABV, uh, five percent. Five percent is good. All right. Sabro hops. <laughs> By the way, if you ever want to piss off your girl or your significant other, do that. <laughs> um, no, it, this is this is good. This is solid. Um, it's very lagerish, but it reminds me of it has an IPA characteristic to it. Um, this is like the best of both worlds combined. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna drink another sip of Yo te lo dije, tú no me estabas creyendo, llévate de Gibby. No, no, this is, this is like, this is like, hey, I like a pale ale. Hey, I like an IPA. Hey, I like a lager. Well, here's what we're gonna brew together, and this is what I'm serving you. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, I dig it. I, I, it's got the, the, the body. Of a lager, of a pale ale, it's got the kick of an IPA, it's got the the crushability of a lager. Um, it, it's it's literally like all in one. I'm gonna hold it up to the camera because it's definitely for me. It's an all in one. It, it's solid as fuck, bro. I dig this. Again, if it, it this is two beers now that I've had from Hackensack that. I probably said Hackensack more than Hector said in the last episode. And... I'm just letting you slide right now. <laughs> no problem, baby. Anyway, um, shout out to Hackensack Brewing. Uh, Mike, you said his name was, right? Yeah. Miguel, uh, shout out to Mike. Um, I hate Jersey, but this beer is fucking amazing. I don't know what you guys are doing over there, but I dig this shit, man. This is fucking dope. This is beer number two that I've had. From uh, Hackensack, and it's fucking dope. I'm going to take a quick picture real quick. You guys go ahead and talk amongst each other. I'm telling you, man. Hackensack doing big things. Hackensack is great, man. That environment is just dope. Oh, yeah, that's true. You went to Hackensack, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty dope, man. I love it. And it's like... Good vibes. Good vibes. You go outside, it's dope. And it's like right next to like the two stones. <laughs> Wait, what? Top beer, man. It's right next to the tombstone. It's behind, it's behind a tombstone shop, bro. A graveyard? Yeah. Nah. nah. The tombstone shop where they sell the, like, the, the lapillas? That's what we call it in Spanish. Graveyards? The, the graves? The graves. Like, the yeah. grave stones? <laughs> yeah. It's just dope. It's a good vibe because it's like you get there and it's like, boom, and it opens up and it's like, oh, it's shit, right the behind, Right behind that store. So, uh, okay. you come in, you you walk through a driveway, a driveway of, of a tombstone shop. 
And then on the back is the brewery. Yeah, it just opens up and like boom, and I'm like, oh shit, you're here. And then you go in there, and then it's like, oh shit, like you, you, you at the tap room on your left is like the the brew system is to the left. Yeah, they have everything to the left, and it's just dope. And like the bartenders are super friendly, super happy. Hey, so what do you like? Like this is what we got. Yeah. This yeah, is good right. vibes, man. Like I. It was dope. I, I'm gonna be honest. I've been to a lot of tap rooms and they're fucking assholes. You know, they're like, "Oh, what do you want?" <laughs> Over there, it's like, "Hey, so what do you like? Like, hey. you've been here before? You haven't? Like, it's dope. I love that." You, you just said, "You just said Southern Chris had, had, was, was amazing." Yo, Southern Chris was the same way, but it's just, it's different. We in the South, we're naturally you know nice and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but like in Hackensack, was just totally different. Nah, it nah, gave me a little it. bit of that that homey feel. If that makes any kind of sense. No, no, I get it, and and and, uh, and pricing know, was good too, by the way. I just gotta say, put that out there. pricing no, was dope. Is, this, is, this is definitely uh, a solid IP, a solid IPA. Look at me, I'm good. Second time I did that, solid lager. Uh, I dig it. It's giving me a lot of hop flavor. It's definitely. Uh, this is one where uh, dad jokes from uh, from uh, Goldwater. I would definitely love to do a side by side comparison. Mm, okay. Uh, this is this is this is this is solid. I dig it, and I'm not doing a remix. I was stuttering. Uh, this is legit. You know, solid as fuck. I dig it. Thank you, Hector. No problem, my bro. I got some. I got some more. I'm sending you something else. All right. Else. So I got something else in the next box coming through. <laughs> Likewise. Um, so let's let's move on to our last topic. So last time we talked. On the podcast, we did the episode. It was right before the Rick Ross and Two Chains uh, versus. That versus happened. Did any of you two watch it? I didn't get to watch it, bro. I saw. That's the end of our episode tonight, guys. Enjoy your night. Thank you for uh, tuning in. No, okay. <laughs> I actually saw bits and bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. The last, like the last twenty-five, thirty minutes, I did catch it. But it was just bits and pieces of it. Um, it, did not like the en- did not like the energy, yes. did not like the vibe. Um, I think it was a one sided one sided versus. I know it was not a, it was it's not a it's not a battle it's not a competition it's just you know, homage to you know hip hop <laughs> Joe's face hip hop. <laughs> but it's a Rick Ross world, baby, boss world. Listen, Ross boss. Ross definitely won. Okay, I'm using air quotes. Uh, won that competition, it, but it reminded me of a lot of Two Chain songs. I'll be uh, back. Oh, this guy! It reminded me of a lot of Two Chain songs that I didn't really uh, that I forgot about, and I was like, "Oh shit, I like that song. I like that song. I like that song." Yeah, of course. Two Chain's got a lot of hits. Two Chain's got overall. Two chain. I, I can I can probably listen to two chains as two two chains as much as I listen to Rick Ross, and I listen to a lot of Ross. Ross got it though. Ross is the man. Um, I and, uh, I, I do enjoy when uh, they stepped it up. So two chains brought the strippers, then yeah. Rick Ross. Rick Ross brought out the uh, masseuse. Like what the fuck? Yeah, so- now? <laughs> Go ahead. He's trying to, you know, try to get different, different vibe, I guess, to the, to the whole different, 
a different different flavor. You know what's interesting about that is that I I I, I saw a huge difference in you know when I, I watched the Jada Kiss and Fabulous Jada Drunk, um, and then I watched uh, Rick Ross and Two Chains. And this is not to knock anybody. You do what you do, whatever it is. But there's a very clear difference of rap in the South and rap in the North. And I know it sounds stupid to say out loud. But when you see these guys and they're rapping and they're battling or whatever it is. Um, and they're, you know, parading around these fem- these ladies uh, and, and whatever it is. And then you look at the Fabulous and the Jadakiss. And they're trying to go bar for bar and Jadakiss is like, yo, here's what I got. And Fabulous is like, yo, you know what? I wasn't going to go there, but now I got to go there. You know, now they made it into that 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 so, few. So rap battle, so battle battle, so, you know, And, spin and that word. was a crazy part. It was like, yo, like, I, I realized then that how things are so different between North and South. And you still have to be nice wherever you're at. But there's still a very clear difference even at the level that these guys are at, at Fabulous and Jadakiss. Like, yo, you're not going to beat me, bro. We cool. I love you. You're like a brother to me. But I'm going to <laughs> exactly. make bro. sure you fucking, you know what I mean? So, like, those are the things that I was like, yo, I look back at Jadakiss. Even, even DMX and Snoop. Forget North and South, East and West. DMX and Snoop, when they were going back and forth, even Snoop was like, "Oh, you taking a dare, DMX? You going dare X? All right, I'm gonna do this." And so, I... like, you know what I mean? Like, that was a clear difference. So, I don't know if it's a Southern thing. I've lived in Florida for two years, so I don't say I don't want to say I have a lot of experience, but I have some experience. And comparing the two, I can see the difference. Southern, Southern is more about the gimmicks and about you know making you know it's about it's a different it's a different vibe. A different vibe, you know. It's a different, and there's nothing knocking it. No, no, no. I'm not definitely not knocking it, but it's a different. It's a different liking, bro. It's a different. Yeah. Not, not liking, but it's a different whole. No, I get it. Picture. Yep. You know, here we about you know more lyrically, you know more. Say street more thorough, more ghetto. Down there is more, you know. Let's get these these schoolers out there. Let's get these chains and pull teeth out and have a good time. Coolo, coolo, coolo. Dice pineapples. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Stop that booty. Ah, ah. Stop that booty. Ah. And you know, he is like, yo, we're gonna hey, punch again, your no face, knocking, bro. No knocking. I punch in your face, it. pop your eye out, and cook that shit for breakfast more, bro. And then we eat, <laughs> we eat waffles and omelets in the morning, bro, because we cool. <laughs> Waffles and omelets in the morning, bro. Yo, tell me you don't want come on. Tell me you don't want waffles and omelets when you wake up. Anytime. Anytime I go for waffle and omelet, bro. Waffles, <laughs> waffles and chicken tenders for me do it anytime, bro. Yo. You know what? I love chicken tenders. I'm gonna go downstairs right after this, right before we go live. I'm gonna go downstairs. I'll make myself a Caesar salad with chicken tenders. And look at Joe. Joe just came back and he's fucking talking about he's like yo we're talking about chicken tenders and waffles and shit. Chicken <laughs> tenders. Y'all talking food real quick, man. Yo, you missed an amazing conversation. Actually, an amazing, but uh, a really good conversation about North and South rap and how we compared it using the verses. Damn. Chicken tender. Anyway, um, 
that's all I got, man. I'm, we had some good beer tonight. We had a great conversation. We got really nerdy as fuck. Um, I dig it. I love it. Hector has his uh, $1.3 million glass with him right now. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The new version <laughs> will have more gold in it, more gold brim. See the gold brim right there? That's legit gold, bro. You can't get that shit anywhere. You can't even get through the airports oh, to the glass. I'm out power, Timo. Yo, Joe, you yeah. kind of just came back. Any last minute stuff you want to throw out there? Anything you want to just mention? Nah, man. You know, bless up everybody. Good positive energy always. And drink good craft beer. Siempre el pau pau. Ya lo sabe. <laughs> Hector, anything else you want to throw out there and you just want to mention? Maybe give it. How's he doing? Just want to say. Just want to say out there. If you got a shop and the delivery workers ain't going there, delivery, Joe. Take take like three, three inches back from the mic and say it again. Nah, I'm tight, bro. Let's <laughs> say this, man. I went through a bad experience this morning with a delivery. If you have a business and your delivery staff <laughs> is not present, do not start accepting orders, yo. You don't know what the fuck may happen to that delivery guy in the way. Don't cram up 10, 20 orders and then be like, oh, you know, what's going to happen? Like, bro, this morning I ordered waffles food. And, waffles and uh, tenders? Dude, I ordered grilled cheese, bro. Oh, I, I saw your rant. Cheese. I saw your rant on fucking Instagram. Bro, at 10, right before 10, I called them up by 11, 20, 11, 30. And the guy was like, yo, my delivery guy ain't here yet. So he said he's going to be here like in half an hour. So after that, we're going to start delivering. Like, what you mean, bro? I, I, I called you guys an hour, hour and a half ago. Now so you're telling me you can't even call me? And then he's getting me attitude, bro. He's like, ah, yo, he get here, we get here. We start doing deliveries. I'm like, what the fuck is like, yo. Suck my dick. Cancel everything, bro. Cancel yourself. Cancel your life, bro. You're like, yo, Fuck I, made, you. I made my Get own shit out. at home, bro. That, that's what happened. I made a better one. You saw you saw my grilled cheese? <laughs> Spectacular, yo. You was, like, cutting the cheese real thin and shit. I seen you. I made, I made sure that grilled cheese came out on point. I wanted to tag him up, too, and talk shit. <laughs> but wifey was like, yo, you sound mad hurt right now. You sound mad petty and hurt. So I was like, all right, all right. I mean, you I'm are. Gonna you are because <laughs> it is what it is. Um, last thing, yeah. You know, drink we, local, we... drink local. Uh, like, comment, share the whole shit. Do what you gotta do. Uh, if it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, subscribe, like, all that good shit. Um, yeah, man. Uh, support your local craft beer. It's important for for. Farms for there, there's a domino effect when you support local craft beer. So continue to yep. support locally. Drink local, drink local. Yes, local craft. Drink local. Um, yeah, man. Enjoy you guys. Uh, pleasure listening. You know, I'm glad you guys stuck around. We're kind of buzzed. We're kind of drunk. Not drunk. Whatever it is. Uh, these guys are throwing up crazy signals. Peace. Good night. Peace. Peace love and chicken grease. Ah. <laughs> Seguimos al pau pau, tú subiste. Tú chupiste. Later.